0: Before I start, um, I just want to open up my, this time in prayer. I need to ask you, Lord God, to just breathe on what I'm going to share. It may be brief, but I feel it's from you, and, I, and I'm trusting in that. And uh, I just, in part, ask for your impartation. And as Phil was saying, encounter. We, we want to be encountered by you this morning. And so we just ask for that now in your name, Jesus. Amen. Yeah, Phil, that was pretty interesting in that your introduction about, or just your talk about encounter. I know you don't aren't uh, privy to my message, other than just a couple highlights. Just a couple highlights, that's all I gave you, man. Unless the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you. I mean, this is, uh, it's, really un, it's really a cool affirmation, how God works. And that, it was blowing me away back there listening to you talk about how, so, so right on. So I'm going to be talking briefly about abiding. I am the vine, you are the branches. In John one fifteen, John fifteen one through 8. You know, when I was a new Christian, and actually from a good part of my Christian walk, I felt as though abiding was something a little bit hard to attain. I felt as though, I don't know if anybody else is with me on this, but I felt as though it was for those who are very, you know, uh, spiritual, and maybe I wasn't that, at that level, and I thought, well, you know, I've got to get to a place where I'm really abiding. So I believe that's just being in his word. So if I'm in his word, I'm, I'm reading, I'm abiding. See, I've got to be connected, right? I've got to be connected to the vine. Otherwise, I, 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 once the, once I'm severed, you know, I'm not producing, so uh, I die out. And so I've got to be in the Word. And I, I felt convicted or guilty, what have you, that I wasn't in the Word enough. And I think, wow, why, you know, what is this? I've got times of the, every day I spend some time in the Word. What about the rest of the time? Am I not abiding? Am I just out there flailing about, um, disconnected? Has anyone else ever felt that? Like you really feel like you're not plucked in you're not plugged in. And so what Lord was sharing with me recently is His abiding is mostly about just understanding and coming to the realization that His Holy Spirit lives within us. What more of an abiding could we ask for? Is it really more work on our part to reach out and obtain this sort of abiding presence? No, it's not, really. It's, it, it's a lot of decision on our part. We have to oftentimes decide to to put our minds in the right place to understand the reality of He dwelling in, within us. And when we do that, boom, we're in an abiding place. And it's outside of circumstances and situations. It's not... Dependent on our happiness or our uh, mood at the time uh, or what's going on or what challenge we're facing. Um, it's about us just aligning ourselves with the truth. So I've made some notes. And I'm going to share my notes and I'll deviate from time to time. But He says in John 15, 1 through 8... Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who abide or remain, that's another word for abide, in me, and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That's pretty sobering. So when we think we're all that, you know, all that in a bag of chips, as somebody might say. (laughs) Bag of grits. A bowl of grits. Oh, we're all that in a bowl of grits. We're actually, if we're not abiding, we can't do anything. We may be able to do things by the world standard, but when it comes to our relationship, we're disconnected. So that can be scary. So like going back to what my previous thoughts were for a number of years was, I'm not sure I'm abiding when I'm not abiding, right? I'm not in the Word. But I'm here to share some information, some insights, that that's not the case. So the branches can't produce fruit without the vine. They are dependent on the vine, since Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. What does Jesus mean by abiding, and what does it look like, and how do we abide? By abiding in Jesus, we bear much fruit, and this brings great glory to God the Father, according to Jesus' words in John fifteen eight. In this abiding, where our hearts are changed, Uh, And we are aligned with God's values. So it's in this place of abiding where we have our hearts changed. It's where we develop and grow as believers, where we understand who we are in Christ. It's in this place where we discover how we store treasures in heaven and not here on earth. We want to bear fruit, right? Right? We want to be fruit bearers. We want to be, uh, uh, we want to impact the world around us. That's important to us as Christians. We don't want to be uh, ineffective, useless. Uh, We want to be producers. But as Wendy Backlund says in one of her talks, we can only produce through intimacy in Jesus. And I would add to that 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 looks like communion with the Holy Spirit. We have the spirit of truth, John 16, 13, residing within us, making us one with the spirit. That's powerful. Can we get a grip on that? Can we get our minds around that? One great way of abiding is coming to the revelation by believing the truth that the spirit of Christ, Holy Spirit, lives in our bodies. We are his temple. Romans 12, 1 and 2 instruct us that we have to have our bodies and minds renewed and transformed. This is God's will for us. That's what it's that's what he says, what Paul wrote in Romans. It's Father God's will for us that our minds and, and be transformed and renewed. And so I think that part of that process, of that renewal process, is the realization and and, and acknowledgement, if you will, accepting the truth that He His Spirit dwells within us. And when we wrap our minds around that, when we conceive that, or we receive that concept, then we can produce. We know that God's Word is transformative when we're in the Word, and we spend time in it. His words penetrate us and changes us. We know that. We also know that the Holy Spirit, our advocate, teacher, communicates with us in many ways. Our conscience, our subconscious, convictions, inspirations, dreams, visions. Many ways he, he, he communicates with us and on a regular basis, day in, day out. Oftentimes we don't realize it. We're not connecting. We're not seeing that. But nonetheless, it's happening, right? He's speaking to us. We're not always receiving This said, though, as Paul says in Romans 12, we are to choose this path, path of mind renewal. It's a decision. It often is a conscious choice or decision to abide in Jesus and let our minds be transformed. We're going to explore this concept of abiding further. In the Greek, the word abiding is meno, the definition being to stay remain or continue. I think we would most agree that we would want to stay in a place of communion with Christ at least more than we do, right? So we're not, we're dissatisfied that we're not in communion with him enough. I think we would all agree in this room that we feel like we would like to be walking in the Spirit all the time, right? Right? If you're with me at all, you, we go about our lives taking action that is either repetitive, in, instinctive. Sometimes we make highly thought-out plans, or maybe simple plans, like we're going to what we're going to have for dinner tonight, <laughs> or we make these plans that execute those plans, and we react or we're reacting to someone else's plans or actions or responding to circumstances. It seems like most of what our lives consist of. Is are those things? All of this can easily use up a day or extend into a week, and the time has passed, and we have not thought consciously about hosting the Spirit or abiding in His presence. Do we find ourselves waiting for some situation where we're called upon to abide? Someone will ask, "Would you please pray for me?" And you find yourself trying to gather spiritual energy to be fruitful in prayer you know that we are to be ready in season and out of season to share the word, right? Second Timothy two. Then we get convicted. Oh, I should have spent more time cultivating my spiritual relationship instead of just going through my day by rote. But we're going to look at ways that the Holy Spirit wants to address this. I'm confident he doesn't want to let us just uh, get by That he wants us to grow in relationship and grow spiritually. One of the ways is to look at who God is and who we are. Who are the players on the field, as it were? Who God is? Who is he? He's our creator. He is the creator. Not just our creator. The creator. The sustainer. The provider of everything. Our Heavenly Father, right? Yahweh, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, the great I Am. He's all in all. He was at the beginning before time. He's outside of time. Who is Jesus to us? He's the Word, also the Creator. Light in the darkness, the bread of life, Son of God, God in the flesh who dwelt among us. The same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the chief cornerstone. Who are we? Our identity. We're children of God. Temples of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Living within the light. Spirits eternal. What's our mindset Just going about our day? Do we have an attitude of gratitude? The Bible says in 1 Chronicles 16.34, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. So what I'm leading toward here is, we know who the players are, and what's our mindset in this whole process? Where are we to focus our attention? Thankfulness, First Thessalonians 5.16, Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. Really, God, is that true? Are we here to be thankful in all circumstances? He's not saying be thankful of the circumstances. He's saying be thankful in the circumstances. And there's a big difference. What about our contentment? You know, are we content? No, I'm not content. There's so much more I can need to do and get done and and uh, accomplish and. Uh, a lot of prayers haven't been answered yet, so I'm not content. fully, I say we are commanded to be content. Matthew 6, 25, 34. Do not worry. God provides. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Today is enough trouble for itself. Thank you, Lord. I know you understand. <laughs> I will praise the Lord in all circumstances. Psalm thirty-four, Philippians four four, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice! Wow, abiding, being present. You know, oftentimes we we go about our day and we're not really present. You've been with people that aren't present and say they're on their phone. You know, you're. I mean. Even standing in line at a grocery store, and you want to buy groceries. We're all together in this line. Why are you on your phone? I mean, aren't you together with us? And aren't we shopping here? And it's just little things like that sometimes annoy me. It's because they're not present. It's like, where are you? We're, what we're doing here is we're shopping, so you shouldn't be talking on your phone. Let's all be together in this moment. The present. Being present. What is the presence? The present. 1 John seven. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. This is now he's talking about. Right now. How about this moment in time? Right now, where I'm, we're standing here, I'm standing here, and you're sitting there. This moment... In Hebrews 13.8, it says, It is written that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. As I read this, I see the emphasis is on the word is, meaning now. In other words, now, in the past, now, today, and now in the future. If it didn't mean it, he would have written, he's, I mean, he's outside of time, right? We're stuck in time. But God is not stuck in time. He created time. He is outside of time. Otherwise, it would be written, Jesus was the same yesterday as he is today and will be forever. But that's not how it's written. The present tense is something to grab a hold of. Though it can be difficult, it can be understood in the spiritual. As spiritual beings, we have the ability to understand this what I'm sharing and I think this is the, the, the this is what was is the crux of what the Lord was sharing with me for this message is that it's this true abiding is coming to the realization that at this very moment not the moment ago or the moment to come but at this very moment we're abiding and this is the moment to celebrate It's like a holy moment. Tomorrow will take care of itself. that includes the next ten minutes right now it's holy is there it is a place that we find intimacy with Jesus that enables us to abide. so we're looking for that intimacy that intimate point is are we intimate with him when we are aware of him, and we think of him. That's the beginning of intimacy. It's that transition from my stuff to him. Okay, you're right. Regardless of what's going on around me, I realize you are who you are, and I am who you say I am. That's good enough. There's freedom in that. There's freedom not having to you know, anticipate something to come in order to, f- to find that intimacy. Intimacy is, is here available to us right now. In Second Corinthians 3.17, it reads, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So, freedom is a wonderful thing, and we have access to it. We have access to it in the moment. Galatians 5.1 writes, Jesus has set us free. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. And what do I mean by a yoke of slavery? Or what do you think they mean? I think what, it, what they're saying is our lives are consumed by stuff that we need to do and, and our plans and our actions and our goals and How much time do we spend in our lives crafting our story? That time between our birth and our death, or as someone recently said, the dash between those dates on our tombstone. Building something bigger, something stout and strong. The truth is that nothing lasts. Nothing is sturdy. We spend so much energy creating a narrative that we think others expect. A work of perceived success that we become captive and bound to that tale. Fighting the truth that life is temporary. Instead, we become enslaved to an imaginary chronicle of our own eternal design. Instead, in Galatians, we read freedom. Freedom to surrender to the truth of the temporary. And to resist crafting our own immortality and appreciate the divine momentary. That's abiding. I love the way that's written. I didn't write that, as you can probably tell, but it was pretty good. Each moment is divine, in that each breath we take is a moment of creation, a God-ordained breath, and it's holy in its existence. Abiding is to live in that moment, not the moment that just passed or the one to come, but this moment. Again, to quote Wendy Backlund, she's, I just love her, lift up your eyes and look from the place that you are. That's, I think, a perfect fit for what I'm sharing. I would add this. In the midst of any circumstance, circumstance or situation, we can step to the side of it. You know, like, boom. We step to the side of the circumstance. It's still there. It still exists. But we don't step out of it. We just avoid it by shifting for a moment to connect. In John 3.36, it writes, He who believes has eternal life. Each breath, or the Greek term for breath is pneuma, the breath of life, or otherwise known as the Spirit, is part of our eternal life. This moment in time is part of our eternal life. Acknowledging this breath of life, the Holy Spirit that resides within us, is essential in order to receive what the Lord wants to impart. If we can't acknowledge it and receive that, then, or, or, you know, or or, uh, understand it, then he's not going to be able to impart that to us. We cannot receive what we do not acknowledge or accept. I think that we realize we are in the process of being transformed. However, we must be in agreement with it, right? Abiding involves cooperation. As we know, Holy Spirit will not force himself upon us. He is gentle in that way. He will not force himself. In keeping with the theme of encounter this morning, I want to do an encounter, an encounter exercise. We're going to receive. We want to stay in the moment and just receive. So what I've got to do is set up here a little bit. Bear with me. And just stay, stay seated. You don't have to get up. You don't really have to do much. This is going to be really easy. We're just going to stay in this place that we're at, and we're going to receive. Get comfortable in your seat. I recommend closing your eyes. I ask you, to cons- ask you to consent to surrender this very moment to God's Spirit and Son. Trust in the divine presence to be waiting for you. Start by listening and responding to this prayer from Romans 8. Have, and you, uh, I want you to respond. I'll, I'll read the scripture, then I want you to respond to these words. Heavenly Father, in you I am free. There is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict or punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, in you I am free. There is now no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. For Heavenly Father, in you I am free. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free. For, Heavenly Father, in you I am free. For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new beginning, has freed you from the law of sin and death. So, yes, Father, in you I am free. Right now, our minds may be full of thoughts, mixed thoughts, doubts, concerns, normal, totally normal. So as we abide in this freedom, I want you to just imagine that you're on a freeway. And these thoughts that come and go in your brain right now, in your mind, are just like off-ramps on the freeway. You don't worry about them. Just let them go by as you are on a course. divine path holy because you have set apart this time to be with God see the exits let them pass by you just center on this chosen path give the thoughts no power just scan them for fear or frustration and then just let them pass scan your body completely relax give attention to your breathing Take slow, deep breaths, and hold them in a bit, and then release. Center on Jesus as you breathe in, hold, then out. Do this a few times, allowing your mind to simply travel this path. Listen to what the Lord is speaking to you in this divine moment. Just let him say what he wants to say to you in this intimate time with him. You are receiving. He wants to give and for you to receive. Now continue to sit and receive. Make note in your mind of what he's saying to you for you. We don't always have the freedom to just take a few moments like that and abide. We do oftentimes have that ability. So my uh, urging to you would be to, following today, just be aware of His presence within you all the time, and, and, and whenever you um, sense a need to just come to grips with that reality, just stop for a moment and think. You, know, you can be driving, and you don't have to do anything other than just align your heart with the truth of who he is and, and the fact that he resides within you, and in that place is uh, freedom and connection. And it's that's a that's the abiding place, one of many. Heavenly Father, thank you for indwelling us and 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 imparting to us your love for us and and giving us uh, an example in Jesus of what sacrificial love really is and what it looks like. And thank you for for. Uh, the nourishment that comes from being connected to the vine. Thank you for the nutrients and the life and light that comes from being connected to you, the vine. We don't want to be severed from you. And we don't want to have to work up some sort of religious um, thing to to get, gain us that abiding place, but you've made it available to us all the time. It's in our, you're in our hearts, you're in our minds, and you reside in our bodies as your temple. Help us to come to grips with that and live that. And from that place, Lord God, I know, we, I know, we know and trust that you will produce fruit You'll produce the fruit that we want in our lives to reach out and touch those around us, to be an example of Jesus. That's what we want, and we want to stay connected, and thank you for that. Thank you for just allowing us to be connected to you. (sighs) Ah, wow. Hallelujah. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.